Welcome to Season 3 of The Lifestyle Chase, and I'm your host, Chris Little. This podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health, wellness, friends, and family. To help this podcast grow, please share it on social media, rate five stars, tell your friends, and check out the past 140 episodes and counting. You can follow me on Instagram at Christian Little and at The Lifestyle Chase. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. All right. Are you ready for this? I'll intro us in and get us rolling. Do it. Let's do it. All right. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of The Lifestyle Chase. And I am joined once more by the one and only Mark Zaret, just like Carrot Mark Zaret. And this is episode 143 of The Lifestyle Chase. And as far as I know, it is 156 of Cool, Calm, and Chaotic. Did I get that proper? We think so. We're, I'm even not totally sure what episode this is. We We're never know until we know, people. you know. Yeah, we never we never know until we know. That's right. So if it's 156, that's great. If it's if it's uh, less, if it's more, that's also great. <laughs> so, I, can, I, I can't count past 10, so well, same to me. So to kind of catch our audience up to speed... About seven days has passed since we've last gathered. Uh, Mark, what has life been like in the last week? Life, life's been kind of crazy in the last week. It's been absolutely fantastic. But I thought I, I thought I caught the COVIDs. I thought, I thought I caught a case of the COVIDs last week. I uh, Thursday just got like Wednesday night. It kind of happened, and Thursday I, I just started getting like really, really beat down, and like it just, it just wiped me out. So I actually ended up going to get tested for COVID. I was going to kind of put it off and see if I felt better, probably better that I didn't. Uh, but that, those test results just came back and I'm, I'm negative for COVID, although I still don't feel great. It's crazy. Um, so a few people said that I should go back in a couple days because they've had like a few family members that they've tested negative and then they went back and they tested positive. It was like a false negative. So I don't know. I, I think more so it's probably just that um, I – you know, I have, I haven't been around human beings in six months. So I, I'm back to work now and I'm around like 500 kids a day. So going from six months of no contact, suppressed immune system to being around the most germified human beings on the planet, uh, probably just caught a bug. And it's weird because I have not taken a sick day in 10 years. So I've been teaching for 11 years and over a decade and 10 years at the school I'm at now, I've never taken a sick day. I've, and it's weird because as you know, like I'm one of the compromised people for this, for this whole COVID thing. So that was kind of a scary thing. Like I have my blood work, my white blood, red blood, um, all of it, hematocrit, hemoglobin platelets, they're all like astronomically low below the normal range. So it does kind of worry me, but I never really get sick. And I realized that I think the reason I don't get sick is because I'm just like a grimy person. Like I, I high five every single kid in the building five times a day. So I have like a thousand high fives of germs I'm touching and like I'm always kind of around it so my immune system was probably really built up now it's wiped out so it's probably just a normal bug that my body's just not used to dealing with so that's good but if I if I don't if it's still like this in a few days I will go back and get another test but um so yeah it's been kind of crazy but I'm feeling better you know I'm feeling good life is good well I mean that's good because I think it brings attention to something that maybe we don't 
pay as n- enough attention to. Like being in the fitness industry, I am a believer that uh, more often than not, we're experiencing some state of stress that um, is unique in saying that like you can be in emergency services and you're facing a state of stress you can be a teacher well you are a teacher but you can be a teacher in a different capacity and face a certain degree of stress but something about like the the fitness industry in having people count on you and like this is going to be relatable for teachers as well but that is a whole other level of stress. Um, I have been reflecting on it quite a bit as of late as to like, if we are down, like emotionally down with our motivation, like we only get to be down for so long, you know, like when I say that, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? When you say what exactly in that? When, when you're feeling like, Nobody gets to see us at our low points for too long because they rely on us to level them up. Like people, people hire us to motivate them. And so if we are the least motivating person that they know, what does that make us as leaders for, for their self betterment, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge detriment to anybody that we're trying to help or be there for. And, and, and that I guess that comes with a burden. I guess any anybody in a leadership position or in a role of authority of some kind is kind of faced with that burden. But I think it's very important to to hold that up. Like if you one thing that I think is really important, and I think it's beneficial for the person too. So like if I'm if like to, if I take me for example, and there's kind of two ways we can go with this actually, and I think that they're both really important. One side is it is important to be that example for other people around you, not only to benefit them and to be that kind of pillar of strength, but also there's, there's a fake it till you make it type quality and a, a reality of willing yourself into a, a stronger position. Now, obviously with a sickness or with an illness, there's something that's like physical inside of your body that you're, you probably can't control, but even just your mindset in that situation well, I, I truly believe will help you recover even a little faster. But I, I think it is an obligation, and I think that it's not—it's not even to look at it like a burden. It's almost a privilege. We put—we we put ourselves in this position, whether it be trainer or um, or teacher, to to be that pillar example of strength for other people. And we all need that, like me and you personally, and then other people as well. Anybody in those leadership or just authoritative positions need that from other people as well. Like it is a two-way street, but I think when you are called upon to to be that example, I think it is important to do so. I think that the flip side of that though is it's really easy to like, to feel obligated to do so to the point of wearing that as like a badge of honor and you, you both cut yourself off from being relatable in reality where maybe it becomes harder for people to connect with you. Like, oh, this guy never gets sick. This guy never is upset. This guy's never in a bad mood. He's always happy. And I feel like I see a lot of people faking that too much to the point where like, like people aren't stupid. People know if there's an issue or if there's a problem. Like, so there's this balance between being real and being honest. And, and this is, this has been a problem for me in the past, certainly with being sick. Like, without letting go of feeling the need to wear that as a badge of honor and and always be propped up like everything is is hunky-dory when it's clearly not everyone goes through issues and then also not being so over the top and 
also like I, I don't know necessarily I don't necessarily know that this has to do with uh, being like physically sick, like getting a virus or or an infection or something, but like the the showcasing your struggles in a glorified way to try to connect. So like this is something I see a lot of, and it's it's actually a little bit frustrating. It's like this need to seem vulnerable that a lot of people will do. So they they glorify their struggles in a way to relate that is clearly BS. So like, and, and maybe it's like in the fitness industry, you see a lot of this, like, oh, I just, I, I, I ate two dozen donuts. I can't believe it on this weekend. Like, have you ever had this happen to you? I like, you didn't eat two dozen donuts. You didn't, you want it to make, you want to make it seem like you just ate two dozen donuts and then lay out this scripted plan of like how to get back on track and what you did to get back on track. Uh, I think that the reality is somewhere in the middle of there, like, Yes, we all struggle, and it's important to not keep that harbored in all the time. Um, but there are some things that is, that would benefit others and you to kind of hem up and suck it up and, and put on a little bit of a show to both better you and others. I'm sorry, that was a little bit of a tirade, but um, I don't know. It, it, it's this weird blend, right? That was beautiful. Like, I'm glad that you said it because honestly, there there needs to be some kind of a differentiation between what is progressive and what is just like making problems out of nothing. Like, if mm -hmm. someone is out there and they, honest to goodness, aren't eating a dozen donuts, like, don't make up a story about how you're struggling with something if you're not. Um, mm -hmm. In most cases, and like this kind of comes from like the inner core outward so like if you or i have something that is giving us trouble one day one of the most helpful things that we can do for others is figure out our own thing figure out our own core like whatever is imbalanced whatever is askew whatever is throwing us off our game figure out how to manage through that and from that point forth that's when we come out with a post to speak about it. That's when we become relatable. But there's no yeah. sense in, in like just making something up just to get a new lead, to get a new client, to build up our following, to fill out a like mold or template that somebody else set in front of us. Like if we're handling it all right, then work with it. Um, figure out what yeah. we aren't handling and go in that direction because some people have their nutrition in check and they don't need to pretend that they don't because perhaps maybe they struggle with their self-worth and for them to just share what they have to do in order to put themselves on a platform. Like some people to do a post and it's a picture of themselves, they struggle with looking at that picture of themselves. Mm -hmm. Like for me, when I post a picture of myself, I'm kind of over it. Like I uh, my hair thinned out in my early 20s now I just shave it off. I don't care what that looks like. I don't care if I have like a hairy back. I don't care if I'm five foot eight, like all of that. I'm over it. I'm beyond it. Like I used to get made fun of for like having thinning hair. I used to get made fun of for not being six feet. And then it's just like, whatever it's behind us. So I can post a picture and I'm cool with it. And I don't have to focus on that. But like there's so much in, in my journey where I have to like navigate the treacherous waters of uncertainty. Like for, for myself, I have to figure out um, 
what I have to do to see the most value in myself as possible because I find myself navigating the the treacherous waters as as it were and having to figure out like how can I see the most value in myself at the beginning of the day like what do I have to do to motivate myself what do I have to do to um see the most value in my time to um, capitalize on on my skills, all of that stuff. And it's a bit of a ramble, but it's sort of a segue into what I want to ask for from you. So it looks like you're figuring out some technical stuff over there. Are you good to go? Uh, yo, yeah, I'm great. I, I was just jotting a couple things down. Sweet. Like, um, uh, before you go on, like, and what, what I do love about, I love everything that you just said. And I think that's so fantastic. And, and it's cool because you say that in such a way that is, that is clearly a, a growth that you've had over the years. Like maybe you said you, you were self-conscious, maybe your, your hair was thinning or you weren't six foot. And now when you post pictures, it's not that you, you, you don't even look at those things. It is just you. It's, it's who you are and you've accepted that and, and you, you become happy within them and you may, maybe you shed a, a lot of the, the fluff or the irrelevance. And I think that's hard to do because what we focus on is not like if we're focused on something and it's, and it's it, significant in our mind to just say it's irrelevant is easy to say, but it's not truth because for whatever reason, it's a big thing in your mind at that moment. So it's like, it's like progressing over time in a way that is like true growth. And and I think that comes out clearly, like in your post. Like I was talking about how dope your website is. Like, like if you guys have not been to Chris's website, like that thing is that thing is off the chain. Like it looks smooth. It's great. All the transitions, the videos. Like you're just a good looking guy. Like it's just everything. And you don't put that out there though, or even like your posts on Instagram. They're not like, <clears throat> let's say it's a picture of you. Like it's not this glorification of your past struggles or this glorification of you or this kind of like or these like trap captions that are like look what i've done and look what i've overcome and then like we were just talking about then this myriad of stuff underneath it like you're just being real but you're confident in just who you are and i think that that's that's really really significant because i think that i personally believe that that reigns supreme and that um, showcases itself in posts like yours and people who put themselves out there like that, juxtaposed against those that do like the 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 the, the baiting posts or the the false confidence in a way to try to attract people. Like I would like to say though that those things are clearly deceptive and those things are, are clear. It's clear that they're not true, but we live in this kind of fast paced, just click world. So to I mean I guess to I don't want to say to their benefit, but to, to their credit, like it does work for the purposes of what they're doing. Like you will probably get more attraction doing that. And if your goal is to get more attraction, then that's the case. I mean, if you're, if you're, I mean, look, but that's what Instagram is, right? If you, if you are like a super attractive person and you just take off all your clothes, you probably get way more followers than if you actually try to like help somebody lose weight. Yeah, well, I mean, and even it can be any context to help somebody lead a, a healthier life. Because, like, my my brand isn't so much tied to losing weight as it is to just, like, finding more fulfillment through life. I'm kind of like a hippy-dippy kind of guy. But oh, wow. having said that, I feel like I'm pretty effective at it. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like 
whereas I might not have the most following or the most popularity, I get the job done and you get the job done. Like we, we get our clients from point A to point B on this glorious road of sustainability in which they don't have to feel like they're going to be let down by us. We got their back and we deliver results. Like people get stronger mentally and physically from being around us. However, going off on a bit of a tangent there, I want to dial us back in. So we kind of talked about how like my approach with my self-image, with uh, some of the obstacles I've overcome. But what about yourself? Like we're in the middle of a pandemic where you are immunocompromised and there's all kinds of things going on around you. What is the self-talk that you have to do in order for you to be that strong person that people look to for leadership? Like people are listening to your podcast to get some guidance, to kind of like feel a bit safer. Like a podcast is a safety blanket. There's so many times when a person feels like, unease and they look for a podcast or a person needs answers and they look for a podcast and you are that for someone so what is it that you have to do to be that person on a day-to-day basis i I think it goes even just beyond a podcast or it kind of transcends into any area of life it's just i love to have and i consistently give myself perspective checks on the position i'm in right now the position i've come from and what the reality of life is like, yes, I am immunocompromised and yes, there's a lot of stuff going on and, and the world is full of struggle. But what I, what I love about doing like a podcast, if we just take the podcast, for example, it's, it is, it's a, <clears throat> it's a reflection of really how I view life and how I approach life. Like there is more, I, I would love to say it's just a health and fitness podcast, but it's not. Uh, I think health and fitness is a big part of people's lives and it should be, but we live full lives. And sometimes you might go to a podcast and maybe you're listening to a podcast, whether it be uh, The Lifestyle Chase, whether it be Cool, Calm, and Chaotic, or a myriad of others that are just fantastic. Sometimes you might look to them and you might need to to, to really cling on to something that's being discussed. And may, maybe you really resonate with it and, it and it speaks to you at a time when you, when you absolutely need it. I think that that is important. I think we need to seek those things out. And I think we all naturally do seek those things out to help get us through times, to help pass the time, and to help maybe maybe lift up lift lift us out of a rough situation with like almost like instruction with with tactile things that you can kind of take away and, and, and draw from. And then other times like you know, we do a lot of things in life that are not a distraction, but a fulfillment. But maybe they are kind of seen seen as a distraction at times so like maybe you listen to a podcast at a a certain scenario and it's just like a time to get away from the stresses of life and we're just bsing about music or we'd be we're we're doing an overhyped underhyped about you know going into a float tank and yeah maybe there's some instructive things you can get out of that and maybe it was just a time to detach from life and it just allow some of the stress relief to hit in as you just hear two characters talking about their experiences in a float tank like we and and what and to, to bring this together, like the perspective is that the perspective that I always look to is that that is what life is. And we are always in a position where people have it worse than us. People have it better than us. And we will see through to the next day. I would love to say that I have no fear of going around people right now and I have no fear of getting uh, this coronavirus, but the reality is, I have the potential to, and if they're, and if I do, I'm just gonna put one one foot ahead of the next and just get through it. I'm gonna live my life not dictated by other people either, and also not dictated by my own emotional state in the moment. So, like when I'm getting uber stressed out about 
what if this, what if that, I, I immediately have like these perspective checks and, and I have a lot of like self-talk to kind of bring myself back down to center and realize I'm catastrophizing this situation because I think that is a lot of our struggles. We look at, we look at other people and we, and we look at the gap of where we're not in comparison to them. We look at a current stress that we have and we immediately go to the worst case scenario and assume that that is what's going to happen or that that is the scenario that I'm in. And the reality is in most all situations, we're just catastrophizing that in our own mind to the point that it becomes unbearable. When if we take a step back, whether it be you're upset because you're stuck in traffic, whether it be because you just got horrendous news from the doctor, whether it be whatever, uh, whether it be with your diet, your nutrition, your fitness, I can't do this. Oh, I effed up and I, and I, and I did eat the two dozen donuts, like some obscure thing. Like, the reality is you probably messed up a little bit and you are allowing the stress and overwhelm to catastrophize yourself into thinking that it's unsalvageable, that you're in the worst case scenario ever. And when you stop, take a big deep breath and look at the perspective of the situation, you'll probably realize that it's not that bad and there's a lot of good going on around you right now. Um, and when you don't, when you can't see it, that's when you do a little fake it till you make it. And I bet that through doing that, even just through baby steps, uh, you will realize that life is actually pretty good. Your situation is pretty good. And the prospects and hope for the future are, are even better. And that's easy. Again, that's easy to say in, in a, in a short few sentences, but, and there's a lot of other tools and tactics that, that you can use that I can use to do so. Like I draw on other people tremendously. I lean on those people around me. And when there aren't people physically around me, I find ways to reach out and seek them out. You know, I, this, this, this kind of topic, this same scenario has come up multiple times on this podcast in different situations with different people where a lot of people will attribute the position they're in to, to luck. And nobody is discounting the fact that some people are probably more fortunate, a little more lucky in certain situations than others. But most of the time, and especially in any time to progress, the people that got quote unquote lucky put themselves in a position for those good chips to fall as they as they did in their lives. Like if, if you acquire any type of success, maybe some good fortune did come your way. But my my guess would always be that you put yourself out there in a position for those good things to happen. So like action begets more action. When you start to take steps as baby as they might be, you'll, you'll see this like landslide of good things and momentum coming your way. It's when you sit still and sit in your own stresses. And that's hard not to do, by the way. And I'm not saying that oh, I'm, this is no way, shape or form. Like a, when you're struggling, just snap out of it and go do something. Like it's, it's certainly not that simple. But the truth probably lies at the opposite end of that. Well, I think that's really beautifully put. And it really got me thinking about a lot of different things. I mean, um, one of them being is just like, yeah, I often say and I repeat it over and over. I think that we all have our struggles. Like I certainly have struggles that I have to overcome. I mean, last night I was reflecting on like my week and I was feeling like, defeated i was feeling a little bit burnt out like i mean that's something that's just going to happen that's sort of like a life factor especially when you apply yourself really hard to move forward to get some growth you're going to have like these moments where either you bit off more than you could chew you didn't make a really good assessment of how to spend your energy you got distracted by things out of your control you started comparing yourself like all these things are going to have an impact on you so then what do you do 
And so for myself, like I, I started writing a post and I ended up deleting it, but I found that that process, much like journaling, was helpful for me. And because this podcast is to help people, I'm going to share a bit of that. So like when I'm dealing with things that are out of my control, that are wearing me down, um, the things that are on my control that I struggle with is setting myself up as though I am the most important person in my life. And I think a lot of people, I've had tons of conversations where other people are going to be in in that scenario where we're really bad at taking care of ourselves. Like just point blank, we're really bad at taking care of ourselves. Our parents, like they're going to put their kids before themselves. Uh, trainers are going to put their clients before themselves. Partners are going to put their partner before themselves. And in order to get what you want from that other person, you need to put yourself first. And it's not like a matter of like, like there's the buzzword of self-care. It's not so much just having a bubble bath. It's not so much going and getting a new t-shirt. Like it's, it's much deeper than that. It's like the actions that you take within your day. It's like the intention that you have for yourself. It's who you see yourself as. It's how you talk about yourself. And then bringing it back into like the post that I was in the midst of, of typing out yesterday, like... The things that I was reflecting on was like, how much do I honor my time in my day? Like, is it is it a grand ritual or is it a I have to do this? Is it an I get to, I have the privilege of, or is it I've been stuck with? Is it like I've been condemned to do this? Like, that's a, a big thing right there. Um, what is my environment like? Like, I'm horrible at making my bed. So why is that? Because if I made my bed, how would I reflect on things a lot differently? Why don't I make my bed? Because I wash the sheets and the duvet is really hard to set up and I get lazy. Is it okay to be lazy? To a degree. But if I want better outcomes, I got to put in that work. It's much the same as when a person wants to experience progression in their life. There's quite a bit of a degree of work that they have to put in. It does cost money, whether it's self-initiated whether it's at home, whatever it is, there is some amount of money because time is money. So if you are, if you get your own certification, you're going to train yourself. You already got like an amount of equipment donated to you. That is still money in, in the time that you are spending on that. That is time that is dedicated towards your exercise, whereas it could have been dedicated towards uh, time spent with different individuals. Like it's, it's not bad to invest in yourself like so often we make the excuse the barrier towards progression because we are putting these values on things that become barriers like to explain that further it's like it's okay to delegate periods of time to very certain core things like we can only make so much money we can only spend so much time with our loved ones or with our partner or with our friends like there, there are lines in the sand. They're not like finite. They're not always going to be the same. But in order to dedicate time towards our the betterness of our wellness, towards the betterness of our nutrition, like we have to dedicate time um, in order to invest in that, whether it be the time or whether it be in someone educating you to be more efficient with it or to understand it better, to have a better depth of knowledge. Like that, that is an investment that you can't, you don't get to skip it. If there's something on the internet that says this is the quick and easy fix, it sucks because it only lasts like two months. Like it, it doesn't suck because 
you shouldn't try it and see for yourself. It sucks because you're going to have to try something again later anyways. Like when, when push comes to shove, when we're making our assessments, we need to look towards sustainability over all else, unless we really like pivoting back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Like we can try all the different teas that are available and see which ones give us diarrhea and which ones make our hair orange, or we can figure out what is going to fit into our lifestyle that over time, let's say over four years is going to be sustainable, that is going to have measurable, like trackable progress, whether that be in our mood or in how our body operates, maybe just having extra water made us feel better. It's just like, it's not easy, but it's not impossible. And with, I've gone on so many tangents, but to rein it back in, like we make that time, we, we dedicate that time. So for me, it's dedicating that time to workouts, no matter how I feel, no matter what's going on. Um, I can pivot that workout. I can make it outside. I can make it at home. I can make it at the gym. I can make it at 7 a.m., 9 p.m., whatever my day has in store. But it's just got to happen because if I don't make it happen, it's not going to happen. Nobody comes in and saves me, grabs my hand, and takes me to the gym. Nobody makes sure that I don't suffer from osteoporosis at age 80. Like Nobody helps my immune system to be strong in turbulent times except for me and how I dedicate my time like no matter which partner I come across no matter which friend which coworker I work with which mentor I have it's me putting in that effort nobody else is going to save me it's going to be easier for me to put in the effort based on the people who surround me and the education that I have based on the people in my midst but I have to put in that work and the things that make putting in that work easier are having a good environment that's why you make your bed. That's why you have to have your favorite music. That's why you got to buy groceries so that it's easier to prepare these meals that make these progressions easier. That's why we have to water the plants of the people in our lives. And it's quality over quantity. Like when I think about people that foster growth in one another, I think about three to five people and it might change with time, but there's very few people with the capability to make you better, you know? Like there's people there's people with the capability to support whatever vision you have for yourself, but there's very few people that have the power and the bandwidth that who they are in and of themselves in the presence of your life makes you better. Like those are special people. Like if you have if you have a person in your life like that, like you need to groove out time for them. You need to take care of that uh, connection because like those people are rare and I've come across them a few times in my life and I have people like that in my life and like you can't take those people for, for granted. That is that is a part of, of your sustainability in like being able to identify these connections that really stand out in your life because they're the ones that are going to help you keep on the equipment that you need in order to make these big moves for yourself. They're the ones that are going to reassure you in times where all you have is that blind faith. And I have to give a shout out to my buddy Jefferson and Comienda. He's he's a good friend that's made a huge difference in my early 20s. He's someone that I don't see as often as I'd like to. He's listened to a few episodes of the podcast, so hopefully he checks this one out one day. Um, he has a tattoo that says blind faith. And it's on his wrist. And he grew up in the Philippines. 
He's someone that has been relentless in the pursuit of betterment. He is someone that who, who has never held back. And it's just so cool to reflect on the meaning of that tattoo. I've been doing a lot of reflection of tattoos as of late. Um, that's all we have sometimes. We don't know the outcomes. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the p- pandemic's going to do to us. We don't know if we have COVID or not. Like, that is basically what it is. And I'm going to let you take over the floor, kind of with what you've heard from me. Do you have anything to add to that? Well, I think everything you just said was was beautiful and fantastic. And you, you said so much stuff that I think is great. And, you know, you you... I love how you elaborated in depth on, on all of those topics that you did bring up and well, you know, it, it was kind of rooted in, you know, carving out the time and making the time to better yourself and enrich your life. And there is that gas, there is that, um, not gas mask, uh, air mask, you know what I'm saying? Like the dropping down from the plane, your plane's crashing. You got to put your, your, what am I trying to say? Not air mask. You got to put the air mask on yourself first. The oxygen mask. Like oxygen mask. Oxygen mask. You air can't mask. save somebody else if you're suffocating. That's right. Uh, and that that's kind of what it is. Like you need to carve out the time to to improve and invest in yourself because that is one not only how you're going to improve yourself, obviously, but then others around you. And um, I think that's something that was really cool that you said, and I think is really important. Where I think a lot of people get misguided. Myself being public enemy number one is. It's really easy to work hard in the wrong areas, but where you spend your time, like we we can talk to the high heavens about what we value and what is most important to us, but like where we devote our time is a true reflection of that. So if you want to have a better relationship with someone, if you want to have a better relationship with the health and, and wellness of your body, if you want to have a better uh, relationship with friends and family around you, like how, where and how you devote your time to that will speak volumes as to what you really prioritize as important. If you are spending all of your time elsewhere, if you are spending a lot of time not focused, if you're spending no time carving out the time, uh, creating a schedule that is sufficient to fulfill the the betterment of your, your fitness, of your grocery shopping, of your nutrition, then you're really just giving lip service to it and you don't really believe that. And or, and I think that the the bigger problem is we are just misguided because we have not narrowed down what our values are and then worked backwards from there. Like, I don't think, you know, if we, if I were to say, what are your core values to a lot of people, you might say family, uh, family, family is always important. And like, uh, integrity is great. And those are really just buzzwords. They, it may actually be true, but what is it about family? Let's just take family. Like, is it spending time with family? Is it, is it bettering those relationships? Is it staying connected with a certain amount of people? Uh, is it is it creating memories with them? And if so, whatever it is, why is that important? I think that, you know, we can go back to like Simon Sinek's at, um, start with why and all of these reasons why finding your why is significant. But I think that identifying what our values are and then troubleshooting and then really seeking help, seeking guidance, seeking those mentors, seeking those people that will edify you in those areas to help build tactics and skills that truly um, that truly aid getting to those values and making those important. Because a lot of times we work at things, and this has been one of my biggest struggles in the past too, is like – I'm great at working really hard at things, but probably not always things that are that are that are pushing me toward a value or a core or a, a goal of mine that I have. Um, I'm just kind of spinning my wheels, and I think it, this is certainly how 
this is certainly clear with a lot of people with weight loss is they're certainly working real hard, but they're not. So I, I have this thing. There's a, and I, I think it's important for people to identify this in their own lives in any area. There's a huge difference between working hard and hard work. Working hard, everyone can do. You can grind out workouts. You can grind out long days. You can bust it, bust it, bust it. And a lot of times that is just a defense mechanism and an escape from actually doing the hard work. So for a lot of people, the actual, the hard work are the things that you really struggle with, that are really eating you up, that are really robbing you of giving to those core value things. And those are usually the hardest things to do. So we, we disguise ourselves by pretending that we're working hard in these areas. And really, it's just a way to not address these other issues that we really have to work on. And at some point, we all have to enter the hard work stage. And it's not a lack of effort. Like for, for a lot, and I don't, I, it's just easy to go to like weight, health and fitness, but like it's, it's an easy thing to just call somebody who's overweight lazy. And a lot of times maybe there are some lazy tendencies, but it's just misguided effort, misdirected effort in the wrong places. It's not a laziness thing. It's that things aren't aligned. So having people help you align those, I think is really, really important, but that does apply to almost all areas. And you did a really good job of pointing that out and like, you know, you have to devote the time. It's not wasted time to devote to devote time to bettering yourself because who that makes you and what that what that leads you into are exponentially greater than any time you're gonna sacrifice in the now. All that the hour, the two hours you carve out to get in your workout, like you said, if you can't make it to the gym, you make it a staple, you make it a part of your character that this is what I'm gonna do because of who it's gonna make me become. You will you will get those things done and you will always end up better on the other end. And I think it just comes down to values, like figuring out what your values are and then troubleshooting how to get there. And mentors can help tremendously. Like for starters, the name Jefferson and Comienda is probably my favorite name that I've ever heard. That is, that's a fantastic name. Uh, and, and I love that approach too. Like sometimes you just, you just got to go for it. And I think that having the guidance from certain people, and this is actually very undervalued. I, I've spoken a lot about having mentors and a shout out to my mentor, Phil, somebody who is, and again, if I don't carve out the time, it's easy to let life and the, and the obligations of life swallow you up and keep you from, from meeting like with your mentor or whatever, be seeking more um, continuing education or your workout, whatever it is. If you don't make it a priority, life will swallow you up and you, will, you won't get to it. But when you carve out that time, you, you realize the benefit of having those mentors and people that can lead you in the right direction. And um, what I was going to say is I think it's a very undervalued thing that sometimes maybe that blind faith is simply putting it in somebody that you trust. Like may it's great to know the whys of everything and it's great to know why we do this and why we do that. And what are the benefits of this and yada, yada, yada. And sometimes it's good to just take a step back and say, I'm doing this because he said so. Like when it comes to health and fitness, go do a workout that Dan John put together. And why do that? Because Dan John said to, I'm going to do this because Dan John said to, and right now I don't have the, I don't have the mental capacity to even try or want to figure out why, but I trust him. It's not just some blind Yahoo off the internet that I'm looking stuff up from. I have those trusted people. And that's where like you brought up your environment. Like, are you creating an environment that puts you in the best case scenario for success? And a huge part of your environment is the people that you surround yourself with uh, and maybe the people that you look up to. So when your, your willpower is fleeting, when you are kind of, on the rocks and you're on shaky ground and maybe life's stresses are bearing down on you. You just have that 
quote unquote, blind faith in those people that you've come to know, like, and trust, most importantly, be trust. And you just say, I don't need to know all the answers. He told me so. Uh, I got it. I got advice today from Chris Little because, and I don't even need to ask why. I trust Chris. I, I know that he has my best interests in heart, in, in his heart and mind. I know that even if I don't understand it in the short term, he probably has my overall long-term well-being in mind, and he's not going to lead me astray. So maybe I don't need to dig any deeper into that. I'm just going to follow that for a while. You don't have to do that forever. It's not like it's not like at no point can you try to understand that scenario or that topic better and move on. But you know, having having and seeking out those trusted people in your life are really, really important to get you through storms, entering storms, and when you come out of them, they, they help keep you balanced. They help keep you level. Well, I mean, you brought up a lot of good points, and I'll pay some more testament to uh, Jeff. He He's someone that I met after I graduated high school, and the cool thing about him is, like, we we went to high schools that were like 30 minutes apart we never really knew each other until after graduating and then we just grew closer together after a few like different parties and gatherings and just mutual friends bringing us together and we have a few monumental trips that we went on like we went to hawaii two times we went to las vegas one time um we've gone to montana at least twice and it's just from him, I saw that everything that I wanted to be was within me, and it was just a matter of me stepping up to the plate. There was nothing more that he could do for me. He wasn't going to come save me or anything. And, like, he led by example so many times that I would just see him just, like, walk up to a girl, introduce himself, and all of a sudden, like, it was just a matter of that, like, confidence, just self-confidence that you are enough in the shoes that you're in with whatever is going on in your life, like... Life doesn't have to hand you all the cards. You don't have to be dealt everything in your favor. You don't have to have 200 likes or 20,000 followers or be the top podcast in the world. You're good. You're set. Now, do you believe it or not? You know, like sometimes it's just a matter. Do we wake up and believe it or are we kind of waffling on that a little bit? And something else that you brought up that I really wanted to dive into a bit more is that pretending to work hard. I love it. I love it because social media is going to have so many scenarios and we're all going to play off it from time to time that pretending to work hard. Who does that serve? Like if we're making something that makes it out as though we are just crushing it, if we are not, who does that help? If we are, that's wonderful. We earn that. But if someone spends all of their emotional energy trying to portray that they're working hard, what is the product of that? Like, who does that impress? Is it going to move the needle or is that going to dig them further down? Because when push comes to shove, when we're looking at the measurables, it is like who we are at our core, how we feel at our core. Cause like we operate a ship on like wavy seas of the ocean. Does our mm. ship have a hole in the bottom or is our ship built to ride these waves because nobody cares where we are in the ocean they care if we're floating or not nobody cares if we're on the titanic or on a little dinghy with a light fest like it's whether we're floating or not because we're going from one coast to the other we're going from north america to africa like we're on a journey everybody's on a journey everybody's coordinates are different but if it's whether we're floating or sinking 
is is the question so like whether we look like we're working hard whether our picture looks beautiful and gets a thousand likes or two whether we're floating or sinking and so for me a lot of my posts they they help me do that self-assessment it's like am i floating or sinking i'm like shit like we're going through some waves today but i'm floating because i can Mm -hmm. kind of assess my situation I, i can figure out what I need. I, I know that I need to have a podcast with, with Mark Zarrett. I know that I need to call up my parents. I know that I need to get out to the mountains or spend time with some friends. Like it's COVID-19 is a tough time to make plans, but sometimes you need to. And to know yeah. that of yourself is pretty important. It's pretty important to be able to be like, okay, it's time, like time to go for ice cream with a buddy. It's time to, um, go visit a brother or make plans to play frisbee in a park when people know that in themselves um that's that's the best thing that they can know uh something that i want to like sneak in here a bit because i think it's something that people don't hear enough especially on a podcast i'm gonna need you to brace yourself because like this is gonna make a perfect sound bite are you ready for what i'm about to say i'm not ready and i've never been happy to not be ready for something in my life I don't know who out there needs to hear this right now, but don't text your ex. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you know something doesn't work and like this doesn't come from something that I've learned recently. I'm not out here texting ex-girlfriends or anything like that, but it's just like, it's a metaphor. If you know something didn't work, honor that and find something that does. So if you know that looking in the mirror, um, and seeing flaws doesn't work in your progress look in the mirror and see the good if you know that making excuses to make progress in life doesn't work stop making excuses and find solutions find find paths to make progress like if if you know that giving too much of yourself leads to burnout stop like define boundaries set your limits um tell people you don't have time uh pick your pick your inner circle a little bit more carefully find people that fill your bucket that keep your ship uh floating and stay away from the people who uh make your ship sink like you're the one who makes that call and it's not easy but uh yeah when it comes down to it don't text your ex so do you have anything to add to that I, well, I, I'm going to question it, and I'm not going to question that advice because I think that's great. But m- my question is, how do you determine what actually so, – so how do you parse out in your mind what actually is not serving you, is not benefiting you, and what could potentially or how do you let go of the things that maybe you're holding on to how do you know when to let go of the things that you are gripping even though they don't serve you but because your mind wants to like how do you determine that so what made me think of that is like i me me and my beautiful wife have had uh you know we started dating like 10 years ago and we had a lot of up and down a lot of rocky turmoil in the middle of that and if i would have in a situation like that, if I were to say, don't text your ex, like there was something inside of me that knew that she's the only one that I've ever loved and I needed to be with her. And 
through hell or high water, made it through to get to that point and it ended up coming out on top. Now that is a specific scenario. And maybe it's like a, you have to do a lot of soul searching and feel within your heart what is important to you because you could you can go into mind jail over a hundred different things and you can keep serving things that aren't benefiting you whatsoever because you want to because it's a comfort thing and it is actually just doing more damage in the long run so i love it because i know that i know that is your scenario and we brought it up in past podcasts when we look at that situation there was something that already existed that made you Mm -hmm. know whereas in another scenario there is something that we wish existed and so yeah. I want you to expand on, on something that you knew already existed. Like what was it that you felt that was already present? That was a thing. It was tangible. You could like speak to it, point it out, describe it. Well, I guess it's, it's not a tangible feeling, a tactile feeling thing. It was just something unexplainable, I guess, just in my heart, like where nothing else matters. So, so here's, here's the scenario. We'll go, we'll go into it. I get cancer. I find out I get cancer. And at this time, we're not talking and we're not talking at all. She pretty much just probably hates me at this point. Uh, but uh, we are not talking and I get cancer. And if you've ever had somebody tell you, uh, you have, if you ever had a doctor call you and tell you, you have, she just peeked her head in and she didn't hate me. But I think she did hate me. Uh, she, uh, if you ever had a doctor call you and say you have cancer, you will know that it is like the most inexplainable feeling on earth. The whole world stops, all of the air leaves your body and you don't really know what to think. And so when I found out I had cancer, I, I didn't tell anybody. So there was a good three to four weeks where nobody knew outside of my, I told my mom, my dad, uh, and my best friend, Russ. And that was it. Uh, because like it was, it was the type where, so I had kidney cancer and um, they were like, it's a really, really bad kind of cancer to get because it usually doesn't have any signs. It, like There's usually no signs or symptoms. Like I'm not going to go into the whole backstory of how I found out, but I'm very, very thankful to God that I even did find out uh, because I didn't have any symptoms of anything. Um, they just, long story short, a bunch of other things happened, so they ended up catching this. But uh, I had to go get all these other tests, so they had to do like, PET scans and CAT scans and ultrasounds and they had to do check all these stuff because they it's really bad because it can spread to your brain. Uh, it's one of the first places it will spread. So like I'm in this three week period going through these tests and I, I know I have cancer and I know that the potential is really bad. So like you're kind of you're just kind of staring down death at this time. And I didn't know if maybe like at that time, I didn't know if I was going to live a week. I don't know if I was going to live hundred years. Like I didn't, I was in no man's land and I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't want to tell anyone because I didn't know what, how bad it was. I didn't know the scenario. So I wasn't going to worry anybody, but that's a lot of stuff to deal with in your mind when you're in that. It's when you're in the, I don't know stage when you're, when you're in the hurry up and wait stage, that's the worst. And I had like just this calling on my heart and mind that like, I, if I die, if I die in three weeks, let's say, I can't die without her knowing how important she was to me, how much she changed my life and how of everything else, how significant she was in my life. I needed her to know that. And it was a really, like in retrospect, it was a really, really awful thing to do to her. Like, but I I got a hold of her and I was like, can you meet me? I just need to talk to you. 
blah, blah, blah. So she did. And I just dropped that bomb on her. Like I have cancer. I don't, you're the only one that knows outside of my family. Um, but that was like the, and then we, a, even after that, we still had some up and down stuff and it wasn't, it wasn't all, you know, uh, it wasn't all rainbows and unicorns after that, but that kind of really set the stage because it was in that rock bottom moment. It became very, very clear that she stood out above the rest. Like there was something very, very strong pulling me toward that. Now, obviously, I don't know how that applies to every other situation, and obviously, nothing. There's a lot of things that aren't that extreme, but there was a di- there was a clear difference between I just really, really like this. Like when you're hitting that rock bottom moment, it makes it pretty clear the things that are significant and not significant. It's like if you struggle with smoking or you struggle with some type of eating problem and your obesity leads you to get some type of terminal illness or your your smoking leads you to get cancer some type of cancer and they say you need to like you can try to quit smoking a bunch of times and it might be a might be a struggle and then suddenly you say okay if you don't quit smoking you're gonna die it will probably make smoking a little easier your actual true significance and importance will be thrust into your into your life well i think those are important points and like it brings upon anybody who hasn't been in your shoes an important analogy it's like are the people in your life people that you would like to let know how much they mean to you if you have one chance left Mm -hmm. and consider that perhaps an ex could be one of those people or not one of those people and if they are one of those people text them and if they are not one of those people why are you so focused on them when that time is not endless it's not just like bountiful time 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 all we have is time and like especially with everything that 2020 has taught us we only have so much time we only have so many ways that we can apply that time so we have to like take it to that level of if i only have 10 hours how am i going to spend them who am i going to spend them on am i going to worry about nancy with her like bikini instagram selfie saying go like my butt workout or are we gonna worry about how we can better ourselves, make our bed eat well and focus on moving our needle like are we gonna focus on um things that make us feel shitty like thinning hair or are we gonna focus on things that make us feel badass like looking like jason statham <laughs> like <Right>. it's <laughs> our our you are- Canadian Jason Statham. Thank you, bro. I mean, it's it's, as if I didn't didn't think you were the greatest person ever already. It's our outlook. I mean, we control that. That's that's in our pocket. We get to hold on to that. And the quicker we know that, the quicker we can take better care of ourselves. Because like the self care is very cliche. But if you want something from somebody else, you have to be willing to give it to yourself first. If you want um to be supported you got to support yourself if Mm -hmm. you want to have compassion you have to show compassion to yourself you have to um allow yourself to get good sleep you have to enable yourself to be set up for success in whatever way that looks like in, in your time in life and you talked about uh that relationships and connections and and stuff like that friendships aren't all sunshine and rainbows like they just generally aren't all sunshine and rainbows like it's like buckle up you're in for a long ride and it's who are you willing to buckle up with who's in that car and how long are you how many mountains do you want to go over with and for a lot of people 
it's a lot of mountains. They just want to go through that mountains. They don't know what's what's in store, but they're committed to it, you know? Yeah, and, you know, I, I think that you, you bring up some really good points. And, like, if we take my scenario here, that is an extreme situation. But, like, you said something in the middle there that I think is really important where, like, the re- and I think it's I think it's the, it's always looking at the gap of what we don't have or where we think we should be. But like when you apply it to relationships, the reality is most relationships, whether it be like an intimate relationship or even with friends, is that and it kind of goes back to the catastrophizing thing. Like life will move on. If if the worst case scenario did happen, it's probably not that bad, and there are probably other things that will serve you even better. So like we hold on to whether it be friends or intimate relationships or even family, or we hold on to this this idea of things that we need to do or should do or have always done. And we feel like we're going to lose everything if we give them up. Or we feel like if we don't reach back out, if we don't try to make those connections again, we're going to lose something drastic. But the reality is it's probably something better waiting for you on the other side. If you just let that go, if you were to lose some friends in your life that you really think deeply about, or maybe those that are really, you kind of have this rough relationship with, if you, without animosity, without burning all bridges, just walk away and walk towards something better. It's this whole thing of like, you almost want to not leave behind something, not run away from something, but run towards something better. When you start to go towards better things and realize that there are better things out there on the horizon, you will find them and you will realize that you will realize just through experience that all of that stuff before was just serving your, your poor interests. It was not serving your best interests at all. And you found something that's exponentially better than that. And it starts with, and it starts with taking care of yourself. You know, uh, one of the one of the five books that transform that has transformed my life more than anything is Jordan Peterson's Twelve Rules for Life, and uh, there's a lot of key takeaways in there that are significant, and a lot of them revolve around the way that we, the way that we treat and build up ourselves. And there's two specific things. One, he highlights how, like. And you, you, you alluded to this concept earlier about how we'll take care of friends and other people before we'll take care of ourselves. And like studies show that people will, people will much more regularly make sure that their dogs get pills and medicine on time as opposed to themselves. They'll miss their own medicine schedules. They'll, they will not take care of themselves at a far greater clip than they will even their own dogs. I think it's a part of a lot of human beings' nature. And the other one is to to be it's um, to be the most. I forget exactly how he words it, but be the most important or be the strongest person at your, be the most reliable person at your dad's funeral. If your dad were to pass away, it, it would serve you and everyone else better to be the most reliable person in, in the, in the position when you are most broken to really lift yourself up and focus on, on being that strong, supportive cast for other people. It kind of goes into that fake it till you make it type thing you will probably come out of that experience uh, an exponentially stronger person. I don't know why those two things stuck in my mind, but like that's kind of the both ends of the scenario. We have to focus on us. We have to allow ourselves ourselves the time, the the energy and the wherewithal to to devote to our betterment. Not out of selfish reasons, uh, but because it's just significant. We love to wear these things as badges of honor. We love to play the macho man. We love to grind it out at all costs and not and not lean on other people and not admit our own struggles. And it's really, really important not to because if we don't take care of ourselves, if we don't put the air or oxygen masks on, we will all go down. And then um, and you balance that with 
at times stepping up to the plate when you have to, because that is just the position that you're called to do. Um, finding that balance and when you identify your core values, I think it makes it easy to to determine when it is important to do either one of those. Because I think a lot of people live in the world of extremes. We have to put on the show that we always have to be the most reliable person in every situation and we can never show any weakness. And we have to, we, we let that stress mount up so much that it breaks us. And then the opposite end is like, we just don't really focus to take care of ourselves. We're just kind of lackadaisical with our own health and wellness and with our own well being, whether it be physical, mental, emotional, whatever. And we're just kind of, you know, come see, come saw with everything, say la vie, as they say. And the reality is with a lot of things in life, it's having the discernment and having the wherewithal to determine when and where you should act in the way that you should. That was a lot of mumbling. I'm sorry. Well, no, you touched on a lot of really good points and we're reining it in to cap off this episode a little bit. But one thing that I'll bring up is um, I want people to put themselves in a situation where they're open-minded and willing to um, try this out. Um, I know like I, as an introverted person, I tend to overthink like crazy, but that also gives me some superpowers into how to overthink really well. So in order to dial in what you're thinking of, you have to remove all other distractions. And the best way to do that on a very like standardized level is to get yourself into a silent room in darkness so you can really think so you're not looking at your phone so that you're not hearing the ping of incoming messages so that you don't know what time it is you're making sure that you got nowhere else to be and this is like an open time slot for you to do some thinking within yourself and when you're in that dark room and you're thinking to yourself and you're assessing everything in your life, I want you to think about like, okay, now, like what people are coming to mind and, and like, why can I, can I explain to myself why I'm thinking of this person or why I'm thinking of this thing and start to sort through that stuff, like start to really make assessments. Like, does this person make me feel better or worse? Or like, why, why does this person come to mind? Was this person like a pivotal friend? Is this person like a really ride or die kind of mentor? Like, does this person want to see me eat? Like, is this a person that wants to see me flourish? Or is this just a person? Is this just somebody that pops up in my mind because I see them on social media? Or is this someone that will fill my tire when I have a low, when I have a flat? Like, get really thorough in your in your thoughts because i think a lot of people carry a lot of weight in people who are not going to be there for you to fill your tire i think a lot of people um put put people on a pedestal who really aren't your people they don't share your values they're not interested in whether you eat or not like we need to get a little bit discerning in in these scenarios and the best way to do that is to black out the lights silence the noise and just Take that time to really understand because I think in everybody's life, you have people that will make sure that you eat. You have people that don't have to be asked to tell you that they love you. You have people that are going to check on you when they haven't heard from you in a while. And those people, you don't have to have much more than two of them. You might have five and that's the perfect amount. You don't have to fill a room with your supporters because is that sustainable? It's not. Anybody that's risen to the top 
does not have 30 people that help them get there. They might have had people that kind of made a main entrance now and then that contributed. But when it comes to the long haul, that's your rider dies. These are your partners for life. These are these are the people that you call up when you don't know if you're going to live or die that you have to let know how you feel about them. That's the, your people. So for anybody listening, I hope that they take the time to make that assessment because that's the best advice I have. It doesn't matter how many likes my picture on Instagram gets. It doesn't matter how many likes Susie Q from Oklahoma's picture on Instagram gets because if you haven't assessed the people that you need in your life and you're ignoring them, or you're not giving them the time that they need and you're spending all your time comparing or you're spending all your time getting somebody who has no interest in you to like you, to support you, to build you up when it's just not on their agenda. Like you're spinning your wheels. It doesn't matter what's going on in anybody else's life. Absolutely. Dude, that was, that was perfect. I love everything about what you just said. And I think that's something we can all always take the time to reflect on and, I love I love that. Just get silent with everything and figure that out because it will it will rain true. And you know, it, it, a, a good kind of bookend here. And I think something that can be helpful with that is started this talking about like maybe people that bait people or do the uh, do the uh, like over exaggerate things to try to get people to follow them or just maybe the people that go on Instagram and just like do whatever to try to get followers or whatever. Like I don't belittle those people. I don't, I don't begrudge those people. I think mean, that's fine. Do it, do whatever you want. I'm also like the type of person who doesn't like people that sign like $500 million contracts. Like, I think that's great. Go make, it doesn't bother me at all. Go make as much money as you want. That's all. Like, that's totally on you. I think that one thing that can be helpful though, is to maybe have that mindset where we don't even, it's, I think sometimes when we do this, and I think what you just said is so important, when you focus on those two, three, maybe five people that are everything, it doesn't mean that we have to shut out the rest of them. And it doesn't mean that it's necessarily a bad thing. We just don't let, we don't give all of our attention to those things because they aren't serving our best interest. You don't have to put a blockade up. And it's not like, you know, like Chris is not saying that like you have to disregard all of those people or even have any animosity towards them. They can, they can do whatever they want, but you know that you are putting most of your, most all of your attention and focus on those things that are best serving you. You can still be loving, be open, be welcome to those other ones, but you're not chasing things that aren't, that aren't fulfilling your life in the most fruitful way. Put all of those eggs in that one, two, three, maybe five people basket, and then just allow everyone else to, to look into your basket. Be open, be helpful, be whatever, but don't 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 run on the hamster wheel chasing those things that that aren't actually serving you and actually giving life fulfillment to you and you can do that without animosity without begrudging without bitterness in any way and without feeling like you are letting something go because you're not you're giving towards something better because really at the end of the day like that self-care is about figuring out whose baskets your eggs belong in Mm -hmm. so i love eggs Absolutely. I mean, I eat a lot of eggs, so a lot of eggs too. I just love them. I love them all. With the latest episodes, I've been getting my guests to give out a challenge for the day, and I want you to think outside of your norm because you've given my audience a few challenges over the last while. So, 
what is something that you've been thinking about that would be a challenge for you as well that you would like to rope my audience in on and your audience as well? Okay. Uh, this, this is a, this, I'm glad, I don't know. I just thought about this, but I think this will be great. It ties into something that I promote all the time and that's taking a walk. I think that everyone should take at least a 10 minute walk every single day now, but here is my challenge. If you are somebody like me who will use a lot of that time to open up a, a podcast, maybe open up a, a, a audio book, maybe actually I like, I like to go on walks and bring physical books with me and read them or just listen to music. Um, I'm going to challenge everybody this for the, for the rest of the month. So what is today? Like the 12th or the 15th? Goodness, sorry, the 15th. So for the next two weeks, for the next two weeks until October, make it a, make it a challenge to go on a 10 minute walk every single day. Even if it's just up and down your stairs with no music, no distraction, no audio, no phone in your hand, no nothing, just your thoughts. And then do what Chris just said, take that time to think about the people in your life, think about the core values that you might have, and then ask yourself why on that walk. Don't, don't, don't try to force thoughts in or out. Just whatever comes into your head, just go with it. And with no distractions, maybe for starters, you're going to get a 10-minute walk, and I think it's going to be fantastic. You're hopefully going to free your mind, and perhaps at the end of that, 10 minutes at a time, you will – I actually have this idea of this thing called 10 minutes at a time that's related to something different, but maybe 10 minutes at a time, for 15 days, whatever, how many days we have left? 16 days, 15, how many days, how many days are in September? We'll call no it idea. 15. We'll call it 15. <laughs> um, uh, maybe for that time, you will figure something out about yourself. Maybe you'll figure out who those significant people are. Uh, maybe it will just be a chance for you to de-stress and get away from the noise, get away from it all, get away from the distractions and I really, really feel like if you can do that 10 minutes a day, no, that's going to be super difficult for me, super, super difficult for me because I usually read or listen to something on every single one of my walks. Uh, so take a 10-minute walk every day. That's my challenge. I, I, I will try to make this short-winded after I've just long-winded this. Your challenge, 10-minute walk, no distractions whatsoever, just your thoughts and focus on who, what, where, why, the significance of all, the significant aspects of all of them. I'm going to one-up you on this. It's a 15-day challenge. You and I have to tag each other on Instagram every single time. This is actually happening. We're actually going to do this. Um, we can't let each other down. And we're not allowed to be distracted. So we do our little caption to signify the start. And uh, roll from there. And then we'll be able to uh, compare notes, see what happened. And hopefully we take some of our audience along for the journey. So if anybody is listening to this and you're going to take on this challenge, just call it the, the 15 day, 10 minute walk challenge and tag myself at Christian little and tag Mark at Zarat fitness. And, yes. uh, let's, uh, let's actually do this thing. Let's do it. We're, we're all in this together. We're, we're all held accountable. Now, everybody listening to this 10 minutes a day, Thoughts, just your thoughts. Ten minutes in your thoughts. A little walk. Tag Chris. Tag me. Let's build this up. Let's all let's let's all get after it. Let's all let's all find a little bit. Uh, let's all find ourselves a little bit, as they say, over these next fifteen days. Absolutely. So, with that being said, I'd like to thank you so much for coming on my show, having me on your show, and making this happen for another week in a row. Every every day I get to talk to you, my life just expands tenfold, my friend. So the honor is all mine. Uh, yeah, we could we could do this every single day, and like like we always say when we start talking, 
we kind of have an idea, maybe some things we want to talk about, but we're not boxing ourselves in. We're just letting it go. And look at that. Suddenly an hour and 20 minutes later, and we talked about a lot of stuff. We even got a challenge out of this. Absolutely. This has been awesome. All right, man. You enjoy.